Welcome to Ag Vic Talk, keeping you up to date with information from Agriculture Victoria. Increasing productivity is at the core of grains research. However, keeping the researchers connected with the agronomists and the farmers is often the key to the success of that research. G'day, I'm Drew Radford and that's the aim of the Horsham Smart Farm, strategically located in the heart of Victoria's cropping country. PhD student Jasmine Marsh came to the Smart Farm as part of the Agronomist Development Program. Her talents, though, have led her down a high-end research path, which puts her now at the cutting edge of grains development, all while remaining at the Smart Farm. To find out how, Jasmine joins us for this AgVic Talk podcast. Thanks for your time. Thank you for having me. Jasmine, you are quite away from home. You're originally a Queenslander. So how did you find yourself living in the Wimmera? I was realising that I really wanted to get a job. So, and I wanted some experience, some real life experience. So I applied for a graduate research position at Agriculture Victoria. I didn't think I'd get it, but... I got it, so that was exciting. So I packed my bags up and moved from Queensland in my little get, drove down the 2000 Ks to Horsham. It's quite a journey in a little car like that. But, and, and obviously <laughs> the program led to other things though, Jasmine, because uh, that was 2017, you're still there. Yes, no, so it was an amazing program and I'm so lucky to have gotten it. It was a graduate research agronomist position and it had different um, placements. So two of my placements were here in Horsham and another one in Birchip and it just gave me such a good grounding and I loved it and I loved Horsham. I thought it was really great to do day trips around Victoria and I was in different places I'd never been and it was all exciting. My managers here had found out I really loved research and had suggested that I do a PhD and were happy to help me find projects that I was interested in so I took them up and then yeah spent six months working as a casual for the lentil and filpy breeding programs here in Horsham and I'm doing my PhD with that group as well. So you're nearly towards the end of your doctorate. Was agriculture in your blood or was it something you always wanted to pursue? I didn't always want to pursue it. I had always, it always been there in my life. My grandfather owned a dairy property and then later transferred it to a cattle property in Monto, Queensland. So um, three hours west of Bundaberg, the place I grew up. We'd always spend holidays and weekends running around the property, having a blast, but it was never something I would was looking to get into. But I really loved science in my year nine or 10 science teacher was pushing me towards different careers. And I think once I got into senior, so 11 and 12, tapped me on the shoulder and he's like, I really think agricultural science would suit you very well and you really should strongly consider it. He brought in a couple of scientists to talk to our classes and he asked me to stay behind so I could chat with them. And I was really interested in the work they were doing. So I made sure I did all the subjects needed to to get into a Bachelor of Agricultural Science and loved my university degree, had a blast. And yeah, that was it really. That's a fabulous story of a key mentor in your education at an early phase, you know, suggesting a path that's worked out well for you. But there's obviously something about agriculture beyond that original 
taste, I suppose, you got from your grandfather's farm and also from your science teacher that appeals to you. So what is it about agriculture that has continued that appeal for you? I like how diverse it is. There's so many different aspects. You could go an agronomist, you've got your pathology, your chemistry, genetics, so many different areas you can kind of go across into or you can just stay in the one area and I liked how diverse it was and also I liked the fact that agriculture is important in all countries and that if I wanted to I had the opportunity to either collaborate internationally or go overseas which is very exciting um, when I was looking for jobs and I know agriculture is such an important industry and unlike other science there's not always the jobs or they're important and then they come not important, so the funding's not there, but I think agriculture is such an important part of the economy and is going to be increasingly become more important with food security and an increasing population that I knew there'd be jobs there and that I could contribute to something positive, which I thought was lovely. Well, it's an important thing to contribute to because uh, eating's pretty important to all of us, to say the least, when you drill it down to its most basic. Why is the Horsham Agriculture Victoria site a location that attracts scientists and researchers? I think it's a great site. The people here are friendly and there's lots of different areas. We've got your agronomists, your soil scientists, we've got grains, chemistry people, we've got pathologists. It's a really well-funded site as well. We've, we're getting six new glasshouses put in and we've got a the grains gene bank here, which is incredible. We've got like a phenology glasshouse set up. So it's got well-funded and it's got world-class scientists and such a friendly, collaborative environment. And we work on um, broadacre grains and we're in a broadacre cropping area, which I think is important. So you, can, you might be working on canola and you drive five minutes down the road and you just see fields of your canola and there's, you're in a community where there's farmers who also grow these crops that we spend three or four years working on. So it's great. I love that fact that you can kind of talk to farmers about some of the crops you're working on and they're as equally passionate as you are even though you're coming from it from different angles. It certainly sounds like you get to walk the talk for want of a better description, Jasmine. What's your typical day involve? I suppose my typical day, because I'm getting towards the end of my PhD, is now changed from doing experiments to now writing up and analysing the data and finishing off now. Um, So my typical day is analysing the data that needs to be analysed and writing up um, my chapters or my experiments into chapters so I can um, qualify as a PhD student and then move on in my career. So that's currently where I'm at. Jasmine, is there anything about working in the industry that's surprised you, you didn't expect? I like about the industry how friendly everyone is and how I didn't expect people with different backgrounds all working in the same industry. We have people with chemistry or computer science backgrounds, but we're all working in agricultural science and we're all hoping to work on these grains and that to give farmers better outcomes or increase yields. So it's just amazing how people from different backgrounds, different career backgrounds and even different countries all coming together to work on something I think is really lovely. Jasmine, your journey kind of started back in year nine by the sounds of it. What would you say to other young people who are interested in a career in agriculture but don't know how to get started? I suppose it depends. If they're in high school, I would suggest they talk to their school and try and arrange some work experience. 
a lot of even commercial and research places usually enjoy having work experience. Kids love sharing what they do and to people interested and even here in Agriculture Victoria in Horsham we have work experience kids from high schools come here and spend a week here going with the different scientists so that's always a great start to see if you're actually interested in it. If you're 18 and over you can try and get some casual work especially in summer we have harvest so a lot of commercial seed companies and even here in Agriculture Victoria in Horsham we have casual work so you can work for a few months you get paid and if you really enjoy the work you can start making connections in the industry and see if you want to either take a technical position which you don't always need a degree for or if you want to go in the science route I think it um, gives you a taste of it before you dive right in or even ringing up and chatting to people in the industry most people are more than happy to have a chat and discuss what they do and how they got to there. That was Jasmine Marsh. Whilst her path involved moving from Queensland to Victoria, Roy Dakin, who's an agronomist with elders, has moved right around the world to pursue his agricultural career. For him, the smart farm has proved to be a crucial source of information helping him be across local farming practices. To find out how, Roy joins us in the AgVic Talk studio. Thanks for your time. No trouble at all, Drew. It's a pleasure talking to you. Roy, you're an agronomist now, but you sort of came to it via circuitous route. You didn't grow up with dirt under your nails, I understand. Uh, not really, other than grandparents were tea and coffee farmers in, um, in East Africa. And um, since then, always had a desire to have a career in the outdoors in some shape or form. So you ended up going and studying agronomy? Uh, yes, I studied um, crop production and animal production, both at um, a university in UK and that was intermingled with agribusiness to assist me to get a job within the agricultural supply chain other than going straight back into farming as I did not have a farm to go back to. Roy, that's quite a circuitous route, starting off in East Africa, studying agriculture in the UK to being an agronomist in Central Victoria. How did you end up in Central Victoria? That's a long story which I'll cut short. A job offer was presented to me by one of my kind colleagues at Elders Bendigo and while I was on holiday in Bendigo in, um, in Victoria, I decided to take the hit and prevent the uh, middle-aged sort of um, midlife crisis from biting and uh, take the plunge and come across to, to Wichibroof and take up the job. Roy, was that quite a transition in terms of the style of agriculture you were dealing with, surely? A very, very different agriculture. I was obviously used to high rainfall agriculture in, um, in the highlands of East Africa, along with high rainfall and um, temperate agriculture in, uh, in UK. So coming to um, north central Victoria, which some would argue is a very marginal country, the farming techniques and district practices were very alien to me. Obviously they're no longer alien to you because you've been working in that role for about nine years now. So what sector of agriculture are you focused on really now? Predominantly broadacre dryland agronomy, although we do have some irrigation clients um, to the east of us here in Wichaproof, but predominantly dryland agronomy, cereals and pulses. And there is some maize stroke corn on the irrigation country to the east of our location. So Roy, as an agronomist, you're always trying to keep up to date with the latest information and techniques. What's your experience been with the Horsham site and its researchers? Uh, well, from the very beginning, I developed a relationship with um, the researchers there at Horsham. And 
I actually partook in many courses that um, they provided, some of which were free, others which cost only a tiny little bit of money, and I found them to be very, very useful, given the fact that uh, the researchers were very accessible, were prepared to have a chat to you after the courses had taken place, and just found them to be an invaluable source of information, assisted with learning and uh, learning district practice, along with all the key diseases and nutritional issues that we might encounter. They were a fantastic source of information for me. And I imagine from that, you were able to go out and put that into practice pretty quickly. Absolutely. The way they communicated the information to me helped me with transferring the messages and the knowledge to our elders, which approved clients. Is that kind of your role as well, Roy, in terms of, for want of a better description, decoding some of the scientific language and putting it in terms that your clients can understand and and apply? Most certainly is the case. I, along with help from them and my ability to sort of distill the information down and extend those messages to the clients, has helped me to help the clients achieve the outcomes that they require. And that's thanks to the staff at... um, the Horsham site for helping me with distilling down the key information. The Agriculture Victoria Smart Farms are a really interesting facility. Why do you think it's so important to broadacre cropping in the region? It's an important facility, A, because it's in a good location in Horsham. It's relatively easy for a wide range of people to get to, to attend classroom type of training, along with the fact that they have a good range of trial sites in their vicinity and beyond. They have great meeting facilities, training facilities, laboratories there, along with the fact that the researchers extend their knowledge and findings directly to us agronomists and to farmers who who might attend some of these courses with us. So all in all, they deliver the, the complete package. It sounds the perfect mix for an agronomist such as yourself. So Roy, what would you say to people who are listening to this, who are interested in a career in agriculture, but don't know where to get started? Just to do the do the right thing, punctual, polite, and keenness to learn, and try and go the extra mile for whoever you're working for at the time. Alongside making sure you you try and get yourself on a decent course, whether it's animal production, crop production, and from the other side, if they're aiming to go back to the family farm, along with the practical side of farming, they need to learn how to manage debt in order to generate equity and wealth within your own farm or your family business understand how to deal with debt both strategically and on a day-to-day operational situation so you can be in a position to buy your inputs in a timely fashion. And alongside that, just have some idea of marketing so you can sell your produce once you've made it. So suppose that's a bit of a long-winded way of giving you some very generic advice depending on which way you're aiming to go in your, in your farming career. Roy, that was very considered advice. Thank you very much for taking the time to join us for this AgVic Talk podcast. All the best for your career and hopefully our paths cross again soon. Thank you very much, Drew. I um, enjoyed speaking to you and all the best to you as well. Thank you for listening to AgVic Talk. For more episodes in this series, find us and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We would love to hear your feedback, so please leave a comment or rating and share this series with your friends and family. All information is accurate at the time of release. Contact Agriculture Victoria or your consultant before making any changes on farm. This podcast was developed by Agriculture Victoria, authorised by the Victorian Government Melbourne.